Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> this, this might be the dumbest thing we've ever done. crazy. Or the best. Or be potentially the best. The best. Be All right, we are live now on the Facebooks, according to what the platform is telling me. And I can yes. see us there as we're going. And so... So this would usually be the point where, you know, you guys just start talking to each other. So I'll get you out have, of the way and let you, have you do Facebook what you do. Pulled up? Did you just say you'll get, out of, get out of the way? <laughs> let me just uh, get out of the way and I'll uh, hand it off to you there. All right. So, wait, uh, hold on. Wait, you have Facebook pulled up? Yes, we are live and, on Facebook. And you can see us. I can uh, see right. us. And hear us. And so, hear us. Uh, okay. Are we starting? Right, we're starting. This would so, be the again. This would be the point where you guys would just start talking to each other. I was gonna. Just, How do you look? I, I look good. I feel good. You know, something like that. I was gonna yeah. do that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Doa. Yeah. Yes, sir. How you feeling? I feel good. You look good. Thank you. Uh, uh, may I report? Yes, you may report. Uh, my my fupa dropped below 35 inches for the last three days you are in kind of skinny land now i'm i'm rapidly approaching our our members of your family starting to become worried they're like what's going on this is uh is he sick new territory yeah no get any of that no are you getting any uncomfortable looks from kind of like acquaintances who don't know might might think you have a disease or something uh well you know being as we're still in semi-lockdown i haven't seen that many people so you haven't seen so there's no you know when you do see people i can't wait yeah Yeah, i can't wait yeah the weight the weight is uh about 196 my rolling month is 196 oh dread my rolling year is about to dip below that's incredible isn't it also for pod packers i guess facebook pod passers face packers i don't know also for pod packers uh who like to follow doe's weight travails (laughs) <laughs> and his uh his uh acceleration his workout acceleration he posted last week to both ranger Oof. and hate on hate in f3 metro hate on eight just about broke me uh the report that i got was uh he did well but fell twice but he fell on both workouts i did fall on both workouts different places well yeah but yeah yeah one was uh they were running on the new streetcar line and right on the edge of the rail there's just like this little teeny concrete yep. lip right. and whereas normally if i was at a normal human being workout right i you know i might have like just job you know kind of jostled a little or bobbled a little and then just kept kept going right when you're basically in an all-out sprint i couldn't catch myself so i just i took a header and yeah uh, uh guantanamo told me he saw you fall yep and uh and checkpoint trampled over me didn't yep. even didn't even look twice just ran right over top of me. So you got anything to report to the rest of the nation about what it's like to work out in the belly of the beast? 
it, uh, I will say a couple of things about it. One, it is not for the faint-hearted. All right. Uh, the, the idea of if you want to get faster, run with faster men, I'm going to say work up to that. <laughs> you can't just jump in here right. and expect that. But to you work. have been working up. I have been. I have been. And, and I was able to keep up for the most part. Uh, like, and again, like at the, at the hate on eight, uh, you know, they had us running through the back of uh, Chantilly Park, yeah. which uh, many parks in the metro area are lovely and well lit. Chantilly Park is a field, basically. It is. It's, uh, not, it's not really a. No, it's, it's, it's not nice. No, no. it's not. So there's like little trails back there and stuff. Of course, it's pitch black. And I asked, I said, do you think I'll need a headlight? No, no, no. Of course, of course none of those guys think they need a headlight. So, uh, yeah. But Gitmo, and then a, they, uh, I got dropped a little bit. Uh, they were far enough ahead that I didn't see, because there were a couple of quick turns. Right. Didn't see where they went. Uh, so I went the wrong way at Hate on 8. I ran probably an extra, I don't know, half mile to a mile. Hate on 8.5 for you. Yeah, in the, in the wrong direction. You got dropped, but you... Did you get flushed? You know the difference? Uh, no. So when you get dropped, it's like when you're not really with the, yeah. the back of the pack. When you get flushed is when you lose hope. Oh, no. I didn't, you're so gone. I never lost. Just no. can't even see them. No idea where they are. I, well, I did have no idea where they were. But I knew where I was. But you didn't lose hope. No. Okay. I knew hey, where guy, I was well hey, enough. Hey, guys. Wow. Can you see we're talking here? I'm sitting right here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend I'm not even here this entire time. Oh, wait a second. Were you supposed what to What is happening? <laughs> I want to be a part of this conversation. Hey, Kitty, where'd you work out this morning? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you jumped in. It's yeah, Wednesday. good to be here. Because, uh, you know, putting the f- bringing in the king of podcasting after his cue of culture into yes. the 43 foot yes. room uh, is a challenge for us. We've never done it with three guys before. And obviously, right. Helmut and I have this uh, incredible chemistry together. Yeah. Uh, we're like uh, H and two. Yeah. O. Yeah. And then you would be like another, another element. O. So you're making us like hydrogen peroxide. Yeah. But, I like to think of myself as the electrolytes of the F3 nation. Mm, uh, very good. But so, I mean, it's been said before. It has been said before. So what are we doing here? Before. What's going <laughs> well, on here? So this must be what I'm uh, this occasion. Uh, I'll it, tell you what I is. understand it to be. Yes. I understand it to be a, a reckless experiment in podcasting. Instead of, of us recording this and then seeing if it comes out all right and then posting it and right. editing it. Yeah, we're just going to do it. We're just doing it. Yeah. And this is uh, going out to dozens or even scores of people uh, it's, yeah, it's over Facebook Live. Is that true, Kitty? That's accurate. Uh, we've got men from across the F3 Nation tuned in for what is episode 100 of the 43 feet here. Wow. Yeah, big and deal. We'll, uh, we'll address and maybe just talk a little bit about some of the history of the 43 and how we got to where we are maybe a little bit here in a minute. Um, but yeah, this is episode 100, which if, you, uh, if you're able to count, uh, means Dred and I have been doing this for right at two years. Yep. Right at two years uh, that we've been every week doing the doing the podcast the would, idea, you guys, would you guys uh would you mind if we made this thing official oh how's kick, that we actually kick the show off oh roll the open. tell me more oh you yeah, want to roll the open? open? could we do that okay. yeah i want to do that now and, and we're, back. we're back that was good that was very good you're listening to 43 feet a podcast about leadership we believe that real leading happens out front but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, 
and I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. You know, Kitty, Kitty, uh, believe it or not, I've never listened to that before, actually. First time. Yeah. Did you want to skip it? Yeah, just skip it. But I never realized that the Dark Helmet says, I'll be talking to, like it's going to be more than me. (laughs) But it's always been me and maybe once Slaughter, maybe once Kitty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a couple times Slaughter. Well, here was the thing is, is at the beginning of this year, pre-SIPO. Yeah. uh, You were neck deeper beyond in mammon and there were a number of times when we had some trouble coordinating Mm -hmm. and you and i had even talked about like uh maybe you know maybe we branch it out a little bit maybe we do that and of course my thinking was i'll only do that if dread doesn't have time you know like if for some reason right you know you were just so that intro was to reflect that you're going to have a a series of guests okay exactly i didn't i didn't know that uh but i'm glad i listened to it yeah well now you know now you know you better perform every week and look and here's here's kitty again so He's one of the he's one of the leaders right. beyond. That, in fact, <laughs> that is in fact so. So, men, uh, listen. Oh, yeah. Yes, in an effort to uh, do what I told you I would do and, and try to move this thing along, as Thank opposed you. Good, to good uh, the good standard repartee that the listeners of the Forty Three Feet are used to. Uh, you are listening to the Forty Three Feet with Dark Helmet Dread and your boy Hello Kitty sitting in <laughs> what this time week. Is it? I'm supposed to get and, the time. Uh, it is twelve forty in the PM on a Wednesday. Uh, thanks for you guys tuning in on Facebook Live. Thought we'd have a little bit of fun here for episode one hundred and uh, mark this incredibly uh, powerful milestone as to where we're at in the history of the F three mm-hmm. Nation uh, with coming live for you guys. We're going to take some questions from the live audience on our Facebook page, almost at 100 at this point. Uh, But first and foremost, to kind of kick us off, uh, for the Nantan of the F3 Nation, Dave Redding. Yes. uh, Episode 100, you've been been talking openly about leadership principles, the Q source, you know, this this acceleration of cross F3 Nation. If you don't mind taking a moment for the PACs listening and and maybe reflect on that a little bit from your perspective and what it's meant to, uh, to be doing that over the last two years here. Uh, it's been a blessing. Uh, you know, I didn't really know Dark Helmet all that well when we started doing this. I'd gotten home a little bit, and then uh, the idea was born in uh, the Girl Rock in Toledo, which was the end of April, the beginning of May of 2018, I think. It was, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so two years and a, and a month or so ago, uh, we sat around a very odd kitchen table in a very odd, <laughs> odd Airbnb, and uh, while uh, while Gecko slowly drank every bit of alcohol that was in the house, mm-hmm. <laughs> every bit. Uh, Puget sounds Gecko. Puget sounds Gecko. Yeah. And uh, we just cracked each other up over the stupidest things. Is I mean, my like, recollection. I, I remember coming home and telling my wife, "My face hurts," and I've never like I was right. hoarse from laughing. Uh, and then that weekend. we had a you know over the course of the weekend we had a couple of meals together, and the same thing happened there. And uh realized that it might be fun to try to do this, see what happened. I, I like listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I like podcasts a lot, get a lot of information from them. I thought, man, let's, let's try to do it. Uh, we had tried a few years ago in F3, a couple of different times to do a podcast and mm. just could never really get the, the uh, chemistry right. I mean, I think what we would try to be funny, like we'd, be wide open and say some stuff that we knew we couldn't put out on the uh, internet. Sure. Uh-huh. And then we'd try to restrict that and it was really uh, wooden. 
and I thought not the least bit interesting. And uh, with Dark Helmet, uh, he just seems to be the exact right guy for me to kind of go back and forth with and, and play a little observation tennis, you know, and I never really worry about it, the whole thing coming loose and I never really worry about it being boring. So uh, I've enjoyed the heck out of it. It sounds to me, and again, you know, not one to put words into your mouth, but it sounds to me like probably around November or December 2018, you guys really started hitting your stride. And uh, that was the same time Pick Up the Six was introduced to the packs of F3 Nation. Oh, is so, there, you're, you're just you know, not looking to take credit for the uh, just incredible uh, level of radio accountability that you two men have maybe felt <laughs> in your subconscious, but, you know, I uh, wanted to bring that up. for what No, well, been. that's a great point. I don't remember when uh, dark <laughs> darkness here, Franklin, alerted to me to the existence of, uh, of, of your uh, experiment. Let's put it yeah yeah uh yeah. but uh my first response i listened to it the very first thing i said was where this guy's insane no where's carpex i never heard of carpex i'm just kidding i was no. well acquainted with <laughs> oh, oh no yeah no, oh uh, no but i said i just love the format and how quick hitting it was and uh you know i listened to it immediately and i still listen to it religiously and i thought man that you know my only critique is get the heck out of carpex man because uh, it's a great format. I think taking that on the road and having right. that in other places would be a great, great deal. And you've done that. Uh, and, uh, man, I, I, I learned more from that and the COT than just about anything else. You know, you don't really, I don't really learn that much from reading Twitter and all that. I get a little bit flavor of it, but I guess maybe I'm more of a listener, you know, than a reader yeah. or whatever, yeah. when I want to get information, but yeah, I mean, that's been a great thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if we weren't influenced. Uh, so helmet I'll just go ahead and tell you we were yeah yeah well that wasn't i was i was actually making fun of myself there so appreciate that uh helmet you know 52 weeks times two you know ish to get us you know to 100 here you know to be sitting at this point and uh and to to really see you know the way men have gravitated towards this i know it's become you know timely listening for some gosh if we miss it by a day doggy paddle is tweeting at us asking us where the heck the show is but all jokes aside, man, to have been a part of this, you know, for this run here and, and to, uh, to have sat across from that man and, and to, to pick his brain a little bit, to, to add your own to it, just what did the last two years kind of pushing this thing meant for you? Oh, wow. Uh, so, you know, I, I guess in some ways it's a, a, a cautionary tale, like uh, be good at things, but don't be so good that they ask you to do a lot of stuff. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, uh, we sat across, I mean, like Dred, Dred described it and it was, uh, we just had a lot of fun and I really didn't know Dred. I mean, I knew who he was obviously, but I didn't really know him prior to that weekend. And there was some very just non-random, random, uh, events that sort yeah. of, you know, lined up to, to sort of make it happen. And, and all it's really led to is, um, you know, more opportunity to serve and more opportunity to learn. Uh, from one of the greatest leaders I've ever been around. Um, and, uh, and then as far as 43, you know, I mean, um, and, and it's been interesting because guys have even commented, like, I feel like in a lot of ways by being here and doing this, I've found a lot of my personal leadership voice uh, in a lot of ways. Um, 
if, if that makes sense. Well, I was going to say that, that exact thing. So, so Dred, look at what's happened over the last two years, you know, across F3 Nation, you know, this ability to, you know, go from this pivotal point of, you know, the amount of time we've had in this thing, you know, they've got free to lead to sort of get them going. And then, you know, you get to this point where you have this injury come on you, it bursts the Q source, you're able to really dedicate time and put into it, create this uh, you know, this field manual really for reinvigorating male community leadership and then to be able to explore it in weekly uh, cue points and to talk about it on the air. I think it's absolutely critical to where now Dark Helmet is in his position. And if you guys have seen the content he's putting out about virtual virtuous leadership, that proximity, I think, is what's pushed your acceleration, Helmet. Dred, what do you think about from seeing from your side of the table real quick? I'm very proud of what I formed in young. <laughs> uh, I think Dark Helmet would have ended up accelerating uh, either way, but I'm, uh, not I'm like honored. This. I'm honored by not like this. Not like this. Because I, I mean, I was trying to accelerate before, you know, uh, even in F3, you know, I had, and and I had some great, uh, you know, early F3 mentors like uh, the Grand Tan and mm-hmm. um, you know guys like that, Double D, who uh, and Santini, who were good examples to me of of what what men ought to be and how they live. And, and, uh, and I was trying to get faster and I was always trying to find harder workouts and, you know, and I create a few harder workouts every once in a while. Cause I was like, I don't think we're doing this hard enough, you know, whatever, but, yeah. um, but, uh, to look and say, and I, I don't want this to just be, you know, uh, all about blowing sunshine up dreads dress, but, um, although it's a kilt, I was going to say, I thought it was Sorry. a skirt, but either way, it's a kilt. It's a kilt. Um, but uh, being able to, my hope is, and I feel like this is the role that I've, I've tried to, to take on with 43. Uh, my hope is that as Dread talks and as he and I interact, and, and myself too, I suppose, uh, as well, but particularly as he talks and the things that he shares, um, you know, my, I feel like my role has always been to try and say, like, I'm just regular Joe Pax on the street. You got to explain that to me again. Yep. Cause I don't understand, you know, yep. or when it, help me apply this to my life in this way or that way or whatever it is, because you know, we're, I'm trying to figure out how to get better too. Right. Um, and, uh, and so I've tried to try to play that role in, in, as we've done this podcast together. And, um, and I think, you know, especially early on when well, I had no idea what we were doing, I mean, it was, it was downright silly, uh, in some places, you know, like I was just kind of goofy. I didn't have any idea what we were doing. Um, and then getting into the cue points for that, that solid year that we did that was uh, obviously very helpful. And um, it led to us being able to publish the QSource book together. Um, and now we're even looking at, you know, how do we implement this in, in other places? And there's, there's, heck, there's universities that want to teach QSource yep. as a leadership curriculum. Well, I'll say, you know, <laughs> it is clear as day uh, when you look at what's happening on multitude of issues across our country right now, there is a leadership gap that's rather sizable. And uh, and so for our guys across F3 Nation, guys, it, go get into it and, and, and look for ways to implement it. Here's a question that just came to us from Facebook. I want to pass on to you guys because I think it's a great one. It's very timely with what we're talking about. What do you think is the hardest concept of the Q source? For the packs to truly apply mm. it's the one we're in this week as a matter of fact uh, which is correction zealous advocacy for shared virtue i mean i think that's the, that's the hardest one um to be able to be willing uh to to preach what you're practicing 
I think is a, is a very, very challenging thing for any leader, particularly in the times we're in right now where there's a lot of emotion out there and um, holding true to what you believe is right and being willing to speak to that truth that you hold to other men uh, right now, it ain't the easiest thing in the world. And I think that's in the, it's in correction. I just reread it this morning um, as I usually do before we do the podcast. And it reminded me, you know, I wrote it a couple of years, three or four years, really probably originally before the times we're in right now, but I mean, you just got to keep saying what you believe um, and, and keep telling folks and, um, and expect that you're going to be uh, mocked for it uh, and have people rip into you. That's, that's just going to happen. Uh, you know, I was talking to uh, KY in the workout today and we were laughing about how there's guys out there that just, you know, get, get upset or get their feathers ruffled a little bit about some of the stuff that I say. And I'm like, I mean, I was taught a long time ago by uh, my first company commanders, like you can either be a leader or you can be a guy that wants to be liked. Um, you, can't, mm. you can't be both. Um, it's kind of your choice. Now, people may like you, but that's really beside the point. It has to start with a willingness to lead. And, and that has to be, that, that has, part of that is being willing to know that sometimes you're going to do things, say things that is going to cause people to feel disrupted, uh, disturbed, and, and they're, they're going to be unhappy about it. And if you can't do that, if you're not willing to correct and then be mocked and called a hypocrite or whatever, mm-hmm. then, then you really can't live right. And if you're not living right, you can't lead right. So yep. of all the cue points, I think some are more a matter of skill. Some are more a matter of uh, taking some truths into your heart, like, like candor, things like that. But the act of correcting, you know, going to another man and telling them that hard truth uh, and knowing that his reaction is going to be mixed at best. I mean, that's... yeah. I think that's what we're missing in a large degree in so, our culture right now. So where in that, and Helmet maybe to you, where mm-hmm. in that, especially given what's missing in our culture right now, because I feel like the problem is a lot of people are saying a lot of things and, and a lot of people aren't listening. Where in that, in that correction point is the ability of that man to then take it into his eardrum and listen as he formulates that talking point or that piece, you know? So you're saying, uh, what's the responsibility of the other guy if I'm correcting? No, what's the responsibility of the guy who's looking to correct to listen, to try to put perspective on as to what the other person might be seeing or feeling? Because I think that's what's devoid of our conversations these days. Well, the the correction itself can take whatever form, but if you want it to be effective, then you obviously, you know, it it would be like, uh, I might be speaking wonderful correction to you in the Spanish language, um, but if you don't understand Spanish, then that's not very helpful, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think in a very similar way, like it, it's incumbent upon, well, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you the, uh, the Stephen Covey, you know, seek first to understand then to be understood. Right. So if you, if you lean in and, and really try to understand where the other man's coming from, and I don't think you can correct him, uh, not, not truly, not effectively. Uh, I don't think you can correct him unless you understand where he's coming from and understand what it is that he's trying to articulate at his vision mm-hmm. uh, for you know, the virtue that he's trying to advocate Right. Because if I don't understand where he's coming from, number one, you know, what am I even correcting? Right. If he's not able to say and state his his case, you know, where he's at. But uh, but the other thing is, is, <laughs> you know, I've been to a number of things now where and, and watched guys volleying back and forth on both ends of the spectrum. And all, all that really serves to do is to further entrench the other end. Yeah. Right. It's not helping anyone. It's not correcting. Anyone. It's not persuading. Anyone. It's not doing anything except it's you patting yourself on the back to try and either show how right you are or feel how right you are or feel righteous and, and, you know, justified in your position or whatever it might be. So I think uh, good correction 
and, and, you know, reasonable minds can differ and I'm open for correction uh, mm. uh, on this, but I think it has to begin with a fair amount of listening to start with. Right. Let uh, me turn a not volume on that comment on a little bit. Yeah. Correction presupposes having listened. Fair. Mm. Uh, and uh, correction in itself, the act is actually a one way conversation. So, I mean, that's going to be something people are going to go, oh, you're supposed to listen. I'm not saying you don't listen. No, no. I'm saying when you're in the act of you correction, have, you, have, uh, you know, you're, you're, not, you know you're, you're, you're not listening because you're talking. Yeah. And uh, what you're actually going to be listening to is a bunch of excuses as to why the person actually didn't fall short of the standard. So, I mean, this is, this is tough stuff. What I'm saying here is, is not culturally acceptable, but I'm just going to say it anyway. Um, there, there are times when you're going to be listening to someone who is in pain. Uh, and that might be, I mean, it might be a client for me. It might be uh, you're listening to your wife or your child, all these things. Yeah, we, we do that. That's part of living right with your concentrica, right? That's kind of what we do. But when we say correction, you're actually going to somebody with whom you already have a relationship. You know, it's a brother, right? Someone who, with whom you already share virtue. So you're not going to him trying to convince him of the virtue. I think that's where we get lost. Yeah. You're not going to him and saying, listen, you know, uh, here's a virtue that you and I have not agreed, have not pre-agreed is in place and you're messing up. No, what correction is, is you go to a brother with whom you're already in agreement about a particular virtue. And then you say, brother, you are falling short of the standard you agreed. And we agreed that was important in our lives. Uh, and here's how. So the listening is all, is all before that, right? So as you build relationships, and again, uh, this is all predetermined or presupposed by love as well. Mm -hmm. As you build relationships within your concentric with other men, um, the listening is always done, right? Ask, listen, remember, ALR, huge part of what we talk about. So listen, listening is critical in that. But at the point where you begin to correct, listening is really not part of the deal. Uh, it's what we used to say in the army was a one-way conversation, right? You know, I'm talking and, and you're listening. Uh, you're and again, right. And again, it's not about um, outcome in that moment. In other words, you know, when you correct the reaction, the initial reaction you're going to get may not be great. Right. And in fact, um, it may not be successful at all. That's really out of your hands. Your responsibility is to be willing to do it and willing to go to another man and say, here, brother, here's what we agreed upon was the standard. Here's how you're missing it. I wanted you to know that I made that observation. Now, if the guy wants to discuss it, yeah, you discuss it. Guy may say like, I'm not interested in your opinion. And you say very well. Okay. You know, that's why correction to me is a, is kind of a lost skill. It's a lost part of leadership is that it gets a little consumed with what you just said, Kitty, which is like, well, it's very important to listen. Yeah, but not at that moment. Uh, listening is key. Ask, listen, remember is a big part of what we do. But once you begin to correct, you know the reaction that you're going to get is going to be mixed, and it's actually irrelevant to the correction you're doing. Did I make that distinction? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Did I make you mad enough when I said it? Oh, was I not supposed to get mad? Not you. No. Oh. <laughs> right. No, but that, uh, no, that's what, yeah, I got it. Yeah. He's dread. That's dark helmet. Your boy, hello kitty. You're listening ah, to 43 feet podcast go. episode number 100. And on this day, uh, thanks to the men for not only listening to us on their favorite podcasting app. And we ask you always rate and review the show. But for those of you watching us on Facebook, as we go live today, awesome to have you guys with us. And it's where we're getting questions like this hard hitter dread. What the heck is that next to your right hand? Oh, this is the, please this show the packs. 
this bubble doe. Yeah. So uh, can you see that? I got this in the right spot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just take it up close there. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, okay, that's bobble doa. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, I'm, I don't know about anybody else, but I'm pretty disturbed at how lifelike and accurate uh -huh. this is. Disturbingly accurate. It's anatomically correct. Yep. Uh, yeah. The I mean, hair is at peak, peak wave. Yep. Uh, note the hairless millennial legs. Yep. I've only leg, ever seen him run in white shoes. Those are ponies, <laughs> which he runs in. And uh, note the skinny tight uh, black shorts. Yeah. And uh, the, it's this is vintage. I dog. will say those are a little longer than the shorts I typically wear, but, but, it's, but sure. it's pretty close. So uh, are we free to say we got this? Can we give credit to the man who distributed this? Yeah. So, so the, oh, I was just going to say. So, it was given well, to no, you. I was, I was say, about yeah. to tell your story. <laughs> well, I showed up at the... Uh, uh, at, the, at the beginning of a workout last week and um, uh, a, a good friend and fan of the show. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, the, uh, and thrill mania uh, drop thrill came up to me and said, Hey man, I got something for you. And I was like, okay. And he hands me this box and I was like, okay, <laughs> what's in the box? What is it? <laughs> Please don't be and, a turd. <laughs> right. And I opened it up and I, I, I mean, I was absolutely speechless. Yeah. Um, and he just, it was very kind of him to to offer that up and to say, you know, hey man, you've you've been a good friend, you meant a lot. And he, well, the thing uh, you know, the guys don't necessarily know is I have a number of bobbleheads mm. in my oh, see, my I didn't office. know that. It explains um, okay, because I thought so, that was it's got a little inside is, info to it. Well, yeah. that drop is was started in nutrition. You know, it's you know, he some might, people hand look, it out. There like, might be a bobble dread coming. I don't know distinctive coins or you know, like hey, I want you to have this. Know how much you're, I thought. Dropist was just starting a new thing. It's like I like you, I like what you've been trying to do. Here's Bobble. a bobblehead of you, and, but you and maybe so. And but I think he knew. for you it's a collectible. Well, I don't have like a ton of them, but I have a. I have a one would be weird. Fair. So I, you have a few. I've got one that my daughters gave me uh, of a favorite Marvel character of theirs right. that we have a, a bond over. Sports figures. I have and, uh, one. Uh, no, I have one of Sigmund Freud because I was a sure. psychologist. The you know? ever popular Sigmund uh, Freud uh, bobblehead. Sure. It's. These are the things I have. These are just the facts. Yeah, uh, I can't so you. now, Carl, now Carl you Young, can, you know, yeah, now you can, no, 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 yeah. you can Dwight Shrewd it. You can yeah. Shrewd it and put that on yeah, your desk exactly. with pride. And so for the droppest of all, um, yep. good Thank work. You, will those be, will those be for sale at the 10 year anniversary? Wait and find out. We'll see. If they're $3,000 a piece. Yeah. Got another question for you guys uh, from yeah. the Facebook page. And this is a good one related to the Q source. And the question was, will it ever be expanded? And so, Dred, we've heard you talk about additional writing you've done, setting, a setting aside that time in the morning to do that. You guys have even mentioned this idea of, you know, curriculum and maybe trying to get in and teach this in leadership courses. And so a question from the Facebook page is, I guess, what's next for the Q source? The book's there, right? It's available. Guys right. can and should get into it in their small groups. But what's next? Expansion? What are we looking for? So I'm almost done right now with a book actually about my, in my other career or my real job, you know, as a litigator, um, I've got about 300 pages and I'm probably 85% done with that. And that's taken me a year and a half to do that since I got done with QSource. Once I clear that, uh, I want to start on a book that's, that's roughly uh, titled um, Shared Leadership. Okay. And that's going to delve into a lot of what really is the third quadrant, lead right. You know, maybe even the first couple of chapters of the lead, right? Uh, just to really focus in on how you build a shared leadership team, why shared leadership is a better form of leadership than, say, unilateral leadership or 
uh, feudal, you know, leadership, pyramidical leadership, why, why it works in our experiences and how you can take shared leadership and use it in your family. You can use it in your business. You can use it really anywhere if you want to try. Um, so F3 is kind of a great uh, laboratory for that experiment. And uh, both Helmer and I made a lot of observations to talk about it a lot. So that, from my perspective, that's where we would go next. Uh, Helmut has also has his own ideas about this too. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all wacky, but um, they have to do with a bobblehead release uh, <laughs> series. No, the, uh, well, what I was going to say is you said, is uh, it ever real get quick? It? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I know some hero. I know this hero exists, but the Twitter account for bobblehead helmet better be online in the next day. Okay. Bob Twitter helmet. account for bobblehead helmet better be online. Better be online for the next day. All right. Bobble Doa. It's probably already done. It's probably already done. Bobble Doa or Bobble Helmet? Bobble. Bobble Doa. Bobble Doa. Yeah. All right. Helmet. Expansion of the The So like a lot of good and very true reference books to add to it, I think is probably not the way to look at it. I don't know that there's going to be grand additions uh, to the Q source, there are going to be, if, if you think of that as the source document, right, where truth resides, right, there will be additional things that expand certain sections of it, maybe like shared leadership. Um, I'm working on something right now that uh, essentially covers get right mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways, right, and, and dives a little bit more into that, because that's where I feel like I have the most understanding of how to get into this, right? So, and I'm, one of the things that Dread has helped me realize and, and learn over uh, our work together on the podcast, but also as uh, he's, he's been my, my stone um, and, uh, and my whetstone relationship with him. And, um, but one of the things that I'm, I'm realizing uh, where I think that, you know, when I start looking at what are the big problems that I see in the world that I feel like I have to fix that must be fixed. Um, it, it, it revolves a lot around that virtuous leadership uh, fundamental of yeah. getting right you know, is, is changing who you are to, to become the kind of person who's effective that then can be effective. Leader. So there may be books and other writings and things like that, that will spring forth from the fount of the Q source. But I don't know that the Q source itself is going to be well, massively overhauled. You know, so just a quick point, like you may, is like the yeah. Q source, I originally did it that way just to have an outline. So in other words, the idea was to say, you know, uh, 1.4, like, you know, the M, that I would have that as a, a category right. for different posts about marriage. Right. That was, that was the idea. Sure. To be a foundational. Yeah. I was here's, trying to here's the up, philosophy yeah, behind right. M. That's right. And now here's all the things that you can. That, yeah. And then so like, if I wrote something about that, that's where it would go. That's how, that's how I kind of started that. So I just was looking for a sense of organization, but I didn't think I'd sufficiently flesh out each cue point in a way that could make a book. Uh, ultimately yeah that's fine right i mean there's more there's more to be said probably infinitely more to be said and more to be said by men that know a lot more about i do about those topics so along the lines of what helmet just said my particular interest of course is shared leadership and leadership in general and shared leadership so it's likely that i would want to write about that i have to be honest with you i love working out i work out every day that i can but i'm not really a workout enthusiast right or you know a workout engineer you know like i don't sit around thinking of different ways to tax different parts of muscles. I, I really would just rather have another guy right. who's better at it. Right. My lead, you know, just follow that guy. Same thing with the queen. I don't, I love listening to advice, but I'm not going to do the research myself or try to figure it out. So I'm not the kind of guy. Yeah. End user. Get, end user. I'm an end user. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if there's a guy out there, for instance, 
who's uh, deeply into some other part right. of this. Say Bones. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, well, I had a little... Say this is a guy like, uh, in fact, one of my guys this morning, the law firm was like, ah, I read this book about habits. How do you build it? He's all talking about right. habits. Of course, we're interested in that. I wouldn't write a book about it, but maybe this guy does. Maybe so. You know, well, maybe and, that's, so. and that's exactly, you know, we've talked about that. And that's kind of where Dredd and I are coming from on it is, you know, the, the point of that being that it is the, it is the framework, framework if you right, will. It is the right. philosophical framework to say, this is what be, virtuous leadership looks like. These are all the aspects of it. And now, you know, when I start looking at my life and go, okay, I know what I feel like I am here on this planet to do. And I've looked and said, it plugs directly into these sections of the Q source. And so I'm going to pull those out and expand on them with my own, you know, pieces. And Dred and I have talked about that. And, and that's, right. and he's like, yeah, that's kind of the whole point, right? So, you know, enthusiasts and, everywhere should. And, you know, on the enthusiast thing, Kitty, I think you probably heard us talk a lot about enthusiasts and, you know, we're big believers in that, but uh, something that's coming out of, out of the C-19 and the SIPO, because there's something good to take out of everything, mm -hmm. right? Well, one thing has really thought that it, that's come to me is uh, when you hear talk about people talk about herd immunity, right? You know, the way to battle uh, C-19 is herd immunity. You know, there's also herd knowledge or herd wisdom and, uh, you know, kind of sending something out to the herd, you know, the great masses of people that you're at least tangentially involved with and getting an answer back and seeing what kind of get there's, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Right. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, more and more, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested. And that's why I love your podcast in, in particular Kitty, is because you need know, to get these guys calling in with this different stuff. Like, wow, I wouldn't know that. Right. You know, I would really rather, you know, turn, turn to the herd uh, for a lot of things. And of course there's for those economists out there, there is this theory that if you, you know, the world went away and you took the hundred smartest people on an Island you know, put them on an island, how long would it take for them to be as wealthy as, as America is? And the answer is kind of a trick question is never, they'd never get there. Yeah. Because a hundred people is too few. They can't get there. Yeah. You need yeah. a lot more people than that in the herd to have a, you know, good butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, and, and rocket scientists and all the stuff you need for an integrated and wealthy society. Uh, we're really dependent on each other. And you could really say worldwide, we're dependent on each other. Uh, and, and that's why, you know, open borders and having opportunity to, to have different people and different cultures, whatever, give you information or sell you something. That's why it works so well. Uh, and, and I'm fascinated by that idea. Shared leadership kind of dovetails into that. And I would say shared wisdom. You know, I mean, the more people that, uh, you know, we stumble upon, like Carmen Sandiego, some of the ideas that guy's come up with, it, Man. Uh, Slaughter and, and, uh, yeah. and uh, Dark was showing me the other night some of the stuff that, that uh, he was coming up with and I was just astounded. Yeah. You know, okay. Another good example is short circuit with his, his, oh, yeah. uh, his the icons for the Q the, source. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I think all the hours I spent, you know, <laughs> looking for photographs that right. I thought cast yeah. a memorable image yeah. for each Q point. And yeah. He knocked him out on a weekend, bro. He I just know. knocks him out <laughs> a, a million times better. And I'm like, boom, right. where was that? Right. Yeah. So and uh, why, I will why, say, why did he do it though? Cause he just, cause no, he felt, so this is what I was going to say. Though. Well, I was just yeah, going right? to, yeah, he's an enthusiast. Yes. But he's not just a graphics enthusiast. Cause if he was just a graphics enthusiast, he would that's make graphics all the time that's right. and that's all he would do. Right. And that's not what he does. And so, you know, what, what Dred's talking about here is not groupthink, right? It's not Facebook where it's just like, ah, the masses, you know, get yeah. the barf all over, whatever, you know, that's, he doesn't turn to that. It's a, it's a, it's men believing in a mission, right? He does that because he says to himself, I think I, I think I have something to offer here 
that will raise all boats on this trip to missionality. Yep. Right. On this, on this boat ride that we're taking or whatever to, to wherever it is we're going to unlock men and to, and, and to invigorate male community leadership. Yeah, he believes we'll, in that. And he says, you know what, you know what would help me is if I had like one little, like if I could just kind of crystallize these in a little bit more of a powerful graphic, I think that would be something. And I think men would like that. And he didn't come to me and say, you're talking about circuit now. Circuit. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. as an example, right? right? right. Just because that's the right. one he left off on, but he didn't come and say, Oh, Hey helmet. Uh, I've got this great idea. I think I'd like to make these graphics. And uh, what if they were red and black? And what if it was kind of the, uh, Nobody, well, I had no idea it was happening. Just one showed up one day and I wrote him really quick and I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. I hope you, I hope you plan to make all of these. And he was like, I do. And I was like, let's do it. You know, that's also, you know, well, like, you know, you that's, all, that's reverse flow incubator. And, yeah. you know, pick up the six was reverse. reverse yeah. flow. And, you know, nothing makes you happier when you kind of have this crazy theory. It's based on things you've observation seen. And you're like, well, what if I set it out and, and then tell people and see what happens? Like build an organization based on it. Because it's one thing to say, oh, we believe in this. It's another thing to actually live it out. Right. And then it's a third thing, even more, even still to see it actually work. And every time I see it work, I go, gosh, look at that. I mean, you know, pick up the six, for instance, a six minute podcast. Right. That shouldn't have worked. That's, that doesn't make any that sense. Really you can't get anything done in six work. minutes. You know, so, so simple, such a simple format that, you know, that, that shouldn't work, but it, it worked great. You know, I mean, and then well, so... And again, why did, why did this brilliant young funny bones, may you rest in peace. Um, I miss him. I miss him. So messed. Why, but why did he, why did this guy think to himself, you know, what might be cool is, you know, he, cause Kitty is a communications enthusiast. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he is a culture enthusiast. He knows that the secret to getting this out there is, you know, is. To, He's also a connection enthusiast. Yeah. We're analyzing here. Yeah. Kitty. Please, he, uh, I'm going to sit back here in the chair and just let you guys take out. I think he's highly motivated by nature and hardwired to want to connect people yeah. to other people. And uh, he uses uh, communications to do that uh, to great effect. Why wouldn't we as a shared leadership team gaze out upon that and go, well, look at this guy. Right. I mean, we could have spent months, uh, years, never or saying, something you know, here's yeah. this thing we want to fulfill. It's like, why not just look, do the reverse flow and look, well, here's a guy already doing it. Yeah. No, not that. We didn't choose them. Right. No, you know, not, not that. We wanted something seven minutes long, not six minutes long. You know, like eight minute you, abs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, eight minute abs. You know, you just, you just, if you sit back when I saw, like, when I saw Circuit pumping those things out, I was, right. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, it's supposed to be a photograph. Oh, right. no, no, this is better. No, no, it's, yeah, it's supposed right. to be whatever it is. Yeah. This is better. What does the herd say about it? Well, the herd they responded very well to it. You know? Yeah. So obviously it's a winner, right? Yeah. Yep. And look what's happened over the last week. Now it's cue point graphic. Now it's here are thought provoking questions. Now questions. the, the F3Q source Twitter account is going to be engaging more men and guiding them through their Q source discussion because they were empowered. And because listen, the beauty of pick up the six, this is not about me wanting to start it. It's about the guys that were around me to where I looked around them and said, these are high impact men that are accelerating in multiple different levels of their lives. I want to share that with more people. It, yeah. It's the beauty of number two on the five list, all men, the more that we can put our arms around and bring into this group here, regardless of race or origin or any of that can, can widen out that herd a little bit. Like you're talking about and make it a stronger 
voice and it's about sharing the voice. It's about connecting these guys. And it's about one guy in Wyoming hearing a guy from Maryland being like, oh yeah, we have something in common. We're similar. We're moving towards the same mission in life. And let's go there together. Well, if you want to, if you want a unit, if you want to unite a group, whether it be a team, an organization or a community, I firmly believe that the best way to do it is to decide to have as few rules as you possibly can. Just boil it down to those few things. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. those few things that we're just not going to give up on those, you know, those virtues, those it, what we call essentials in the Q source, you know, like no man left behind, you know, that's every, 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 you know, it's open to all men, right? That's, that is just absolutely essential. Always will be essential. Now we don't need to expand that out into 47 sub points. I mean, what, and I, I mean, OBT always used to say this, uh, what part of open to all men don't you understand? Right. Cause yeah. people would ask us questions. Well, what about this? What about that? What about this? You know, what is, what about this kind of guy? What about this kind of guy? I was like, just drop with this kind of, I mean, any man that shows up under any circumstance, we'll take him. I mean, we will take him. any man, you know, and that's critical. And another part as well, we could charge him. No, we're never going to charge for a workout. Why? Because that'll put up a bar. I don't care if you say, well, a dollar, it doesn't matter. You know, but those things are simple and they're things that unite us for all the other things. Well, if you're in Denver or Puget Sound or San Antonio or Phoenix, you be you. Run the workout you want to run the way you want to do it. Now, if you go out to the herd and you get some other ideas and you want to incorporate those, fine. You know, but as long as you aren't violating one of those core principles, that's you do it. Why would we, why would we want to stop you? You know, and when I say violate one of those course principles, you'd have to try really hard to violate one of those yeah. core principles. Number one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but number two, that's why we have them because that's the baseline. That's the core principles are the, is like the sinew that holds us together. The joints that, and the marrow that holds us together. I guess marrow doesn't hold together. The, the joints that hold us together, right? That's what makes us, that's what makes it work. That's what makes it strong. And you could take that philosophy and apply it to any organization you want. I don't care if it's a bank or a law firm like mine. My law firm, we don't have any rules. We've got a few core principles the same way. Um, and, and any organization whatsoever, reduce the number of rules you have. Listen more, Kitty. Absolutely right. Focus more on leadership than on, on codes of conduct. And be willing to embrace individual initiative whenever you see it in any form and be constantly about the, the the business of teaching people what you know, training other men so that they know what you have learned. You do those things and all you really got to do is get out of the way uh, so you don't get people running over your back. That's exactly what's going to happen. Everything you're trying to do will happen in spades. Everything you give away for free comes back to you at interest. It's just a, I just feel like it's a great way to run an organization. And uh, I, I am brought to tears literally sometimes uh, when I see some manifestation of it. When I saw Cape uh, Fear's video submission for um, the tenure, I mean, I, I got a little misty-eyed on that. Mm-hmm. Um, primarily because I thought of how when we went down and planted that workout, I mean, nine years ago or so. It's one of the first workouts we tried to plant. And uh, we planted it wrong. And you know what? It didn't matter. You know, it's come back. Raleigh got it done right. 
on a concentric, right? On a yep. cola. Yep. Got it done right. And that thing is an absolute force. And uh, if there's no other, there's no better manifestation I can think for the theory that a lot of men and all the work a lot of men put into trying to get F3 right. There's no better uh, exemplar for that than when you see guys do that. And we're going to get this opportunity to go down there yep. uh, January 15th. Yeah. Got to have dates from dark. Yeah. January 15th and, and watch these guys absolutely knock the cover off the ball, you know? Oh uh, yeah. And, and uh, that's just could not be better. So yeah. let me ask there, you know, with the time that we have left and that's a great, uh, segue, uh, and thank uh, you for naturally placing that there at this point like in the show. Are. Helmet, we got six months really until we're able to bring, you know, these guys together for this 10-year anniversary. You know, we're going to be at Cape Fear. You're right. The weekend of January the 15th, uh, Friday evening, all the way until midday Sunday. A ton of activities for these guys. I mean, it, you're, going, you're going to be busy. Trust me yes. on that. But helmet from your perspective, uh, just, you know, excitement for that, but then also like what the guys, cause registrations live this week, what they should be expecting and just how pumped we are to get our arms around some of these guys and, uh, and get together for that weekend. Oh yeah. No, there's no question. Uh, in fact, uh, a number of registrations for a number of things have, uh, have opened up in the last week, the 10 year, uh, all three grow rucks that are left for the rest of the year. Uh, guys are already starting to sign up for those Louisville's behind. Hmm. just hashtag just saying where'd you get uh, that information uh from registration point zero which is uh the, <laughs> is origin, the origin point of yeah. uh yeah from gobbler and uh and, and bono um he called helmet from his the, garage gym and gave him an update before he did he, some squats <laughs> he was always his mid squat well i yeah. the thing i wasn't sure was is he counting squats or is he counting registrants turns out it was registrants so we're okay perfect um but uh yeah, so we got a ton of things coming up uh at the through the end of this year and the beginning of next year now, look, I, I joined F3 uh, just a little over five years ago uh, in, the, in the, the backwoods of Lower McDougal mm -hmm. um, and uh, with the intention of not being fat. That's Mission I mean. accomplished. Ah, working on it. Hang the banner. Um, right. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that was the intent. Um, I don't have the history, you know, that, that even a lot of the packs that are, you know, have been around in Fort Mill or other places uh, have. So I don't, you know. Does it mean something different to me than it does to them? Sure. I don't know. Um, but I'll say this. Uh, I've been, I'm, I'm like a, a little bit like Johnny Cash. I, I've been everywhere, man. Mm -hmm. um, I've been to a lot of uh, AOs the song. across the country. Not the song. And, uh, not, the song. Yeah. Not, not this week. Um, but the, I've been to a lot of AOs across the country. And I, every time I do, it feels like a family reunion, even, even when it's guys you haven't met yet. Um, and there is something magical, palpable. Uh, and I remember it. Uh, as clearly as, as, uh, you know, five plus years ago when I, when I stood in a ball of man at the end of a workout. Now we aren't, uh, you know, getting quite that proximate right now because of the COVID, but um, it's an emotional ball. Man. It's an emotional ball. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, just knowing and, and feeling finally like, Oh yeah, this, you know, this, this is where it's at. This is, this is what I've been looking for. This is what I've been trying. And so we're going to have that times, you know, there were, I think, 20 guys or so at the first workout I ever went to. So I'm not good at math, but if you figure there's 1,500 plus, maybe 2,000 packs mm -hmm. and their families there, I don't think we'll be able to, uh, you know, drag them all into a big ball of man. Uh, might man. be a little cumbersome to do that. But uh, uh, when you start thinking about that palpability, that the energy that comes behind when a man's heart and mind has been unlocked, when he has looked himself in the mirror and said, it's time to get right. 
And he has started to take those steps and lay those small, tiny little bricks, right, to make sure that he is putting himself a foundation around him of guardrails, uh, both in his, his personal decision-making, but also his friends around him. And you say, now that guy is getting somewhere. And it doesn't even matter where he goes. If, if, if his contribution to the world is, uh, you know, is, a, uh, is an idiot podcast that helps a couple guys, fantastic, right? Whatever it is, I don't know. But, but to f- that feeling of unlocked, that feeling of, of, um, of knowing that, you know, and, and what Dredd was talking about with, um, you know, applying these principles to whatever group of shared leadership, things like that. You know where I apply these principles, Kitty? This is my home. Right at home. Right there home. in the right there in the middle of this whole bullseye, right I, at home. I, um, you know, my fourteen-year-old daughter <laughs> put a note in my lunch today. That's that's the kind. Of, I mean, like, you can't, you can't get any better than that. You know why? Yep. Because this is how we we've you know you teach her correct principles and you let her govern herself, and she does what she feels. You know, she knows what she's here to do and she knows what she's supposed to be doing. And um, and uh, and and all our kids are like that. And they, but that's because we i because somebody cared enough got frustrated enough with a problem to come up with a solution that then i was able to stumble upon by accident and i've been unlocked man like my mind my heart um my acceleration i mean everything i feel i feel as unfettered uh as unshackled I ever mm-hmm. yeah almost almost like that it was Un- like unshackled. it's like if i was like a modern day warrior modern day warrior. That, that someone might unshackle me yeah. um but that's you know that's that's what it is so um, I, I can't wait. Uh, I'm, I'm so stoked for the 10 year. Cause it's like, it'll be 2000 of my best friends, man. Yep. I mean, that's, that's, what's going to be there. It's going to be awesome. It's cause you know, those men. So people always ask me, what, what, what is this thing? Your workout group? Like, what do you like so much about? It's like, cause I know their heart. Do we agree on every issue? Of course not. Are we going to have fights like brothers? Of course we are. I hope but so. I know you. Yes, absolutely. Or else, like or else we're just so. telling each other what we want right. to hear the entire time. Right. Let me do this. Uh, yeah. in an essence, no time. Time. I'm going to tell you guys one thing and then I'm going to step out of the way and let you take us from here. All right. Thanks. But I'm going to tell you this much right now. <laughs> and I know you already told each other this, but if another man doesn't tell you this, day, ah. both of you, I love you. Okay. Love you for back. all you guys watching and listening, uh, that goes your way as well. Let me get out of the way and let you two wrap the show up. All right, Franklin. Can you do something for me today? Uh, I'll do my best. Do something good. <laughs> that I can do. You know what you got? Uh, what's that? Radio face. Uh, but now look, it doesn't work. It is. It's real. You can see them. It is. It's like my radio face is right there. Yeah, it's a webcast. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, Write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult, the 43 feet out front.
Come so you can get high on you. And the space you invade to get by. 